Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's up, guys? This is EJ Holland with the Wolverine.com. Back for another week of the Wolverine Live Recruiting Podcast alongside my co-host, Zach Libby. What's up, Zach? It's uh, kind of been a stressful week uh, with the, the Harbaugh news, but kind of a, a happy stressful week with Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh announcing his return to Michigan. How are you feeling right now, Zach? I think like the Michigan fan base, I think we're also relieved that we don't have to talk about this anymore. So it's uh, we can't go anywhere up, but anywhere but up from here. So it's going to be good. Yeah. So as you see, Harbaugh's statement is on the screen. Uh, It says, don't try to out happy, happy. So it looks like Harbaugh is happy at Michigan. And that means the drama with the NFL has ended for this year, at least. Uh, We said it was a one-time thing last year, turned into a little bit of a two-time thing. But the good news is it didn't really last all that long. Last year, you had Harbaugh interview with the Minnesota Vikings on National Signing Day during the late period. This year, they shut it down. Uh, Mid-January, President Santa Ono did a tremendous job. I don't think Santa Ono is watching our shows or uh, really following recruiting in depth, but I knew maybe maybe he does. Shout out to, to Santa if he's on here. But um, I think he understood that the longer this kind of dragged out, the worse it was for recruiting uh, as well as just the program in general, the optics of the entire situation. But uh, Michigan coming off a college football playoff appearance, Big Ten title, went over Ohio State last year, didn't capitalize on that momentum because the Harbaugh situation took so long to resolve itself. You also had NIL come into factory. You had uh, both coordinators leave, assistants move around. So uh, with Harbaugh situating himself this year by mid-January with most, if not all, the staff staying on board, and it looks like NIL will actually come soon, and I know that's been the topic at hand that's been talked about for a while, but the fact that Ono got this done 
uh, in a timely fashion, I think gives me a little more optimism that he'll really start to to get things moving with NIL, which will be crucial for the 2024 cycle. I don't think that uh, Michigan can afford to have another, you know, fringe top 20 class. I think after back-to-back college football playoff appearances, Big Ten titles and wins over Ohio State, the expectation should be top 10, top five, if everything is fair. So, Zach, I mean, just kind of big picture your overall thoughts on the impact of Jim Harbaugh returning to Michigan uh, in terms of recruiting. I mean, the immediate impact is still within the 2023 class because we still have uh, Nicholas Harbor, the five-star out of D.C., who's still uncommitted at this point. Um, you still have others like Cameron Brandt, the Stanford commit that you just put a feature article on. Um, another one, Jamil Howard, the defensive lineman. Um, there's still targets in the 23 class because Michigan can still land and increase, you know, up their ranking on on three so the immediate is still found within this class i mean the big picture is still within 24 where um you know you still have the quarterback situation with jane davis who's still uncommitted there's a number of uh recruits still on top of the board who don't have to ask the question if jim harbaugh is going to be on board if they enroll like the, the, that speculation or educating guests that the administration and the staff has to do now with recruits in the upcoming cycles just doesn't have to exist anymore so um you know with today for example coaches were on the road so instead of going through the hoopla of like you know going back and forth of whether or not um you know harbaugh is going to stay or not is just in existence so i think the mood is just uh, there's just optimism within this program knowing like you said that they can get to a, at least a top 10 recruiting class so um i'm sure i mean it's just once NIL starts getting, um, you know, matriculated and people under, you know, the administration starts excelling in that area, we can finally get off to uh, having recruiting classes that reflect the seasons that they've had on the field. Before I share my thoughts, it looks like we have a healthy amount of viewers in today. I, I completely forgot to promote the site. If you guys are joining us, this is the Wolverine Live recruiting show as part of the Wolverine.com where you can get more insider recruiting information as well as great team information, basketball, basketball recruiting, NIL transfer portal, and you get to be part of a great message board community all over at the Wolverine.com right now for just $29.99 until August 31st of this year. That gets you through the late signing period, spring ball, summer official visit season, and all that good stuff for just $29.99 until August 31st. First, for those of you that are subscribed, bring a friend. Uh, make sure to spread the word about the job we are doing at the Wolverine if you enjoy it. Uh, also, make sure to like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is completely free. Um, all right. So I think this was perfect timing because, look, Monday was Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So schools were out Tuesday, which was today. Uh, obviously, coaches got to hit the recruiting trail, uh, and Jim Harbaugh took advantage. I wrote uh, a few days before the announcement came that Michigan was preparing to hit the recruiting trail once again for another year with everything to sell while simultaneously having nothing to sell because everybody was, much like last year, was 
going to want to talk about Jim Harbaugh and his NFL interests and not necessarily about the college football playoff appearance, about another win over Ohio State, about another Big Ten title, about uh, contending for a national championship next season with all the returners and the guys coming back and the announcements made by Blake Corum and Zach Zinter and others. Instead, it was going to be Harbaugh NFL focus. Now, you don't have to worry about that. Jim Harbaugh hit the recruiting trail today. Uh, he was out in the Pacific Northwest, and Michigan now has just everything to sell, right? They can sell that on-the-field success. They can sell that Harbaugh is committed to being at the University of Michigan. They can sell that the staff is mostly, or like I said, if not all uh, members, are going to stay intact. So a ton for Michigan to to take advantage of. Uh, like I said earlier, they can't afford another cycle where they don't take advantage of the on the field success. You know, having the success that Michigan has had the last two years should equate to those top 10, top five classes. There's no reason that a, a rival program like uh, Notre Dame that hasn't had the same type of on-field success should be out recruiting you at this point. Michigan should completely be out recruiting Notre Dame. So I, I, I honestly believe that now that everything's kind of put together, if they can get that NIL train rolling, I think that's kind of the last missing piece. And there's some few other minor parts that they can improve, but I think that big missing piece is still having an NIL plan in place for recruiting. If they can get that set, then I do think that Michigan can take that next step in recruiting to get those really highly touted classes. Because at the end of the day, you still need to find high level recruits. You can land diamonds in the rough all day long. You can develop them. And Michigan is terrific at doing that. But you still need your star guys. You still need your top one. 100 guys. You still need your Donovan Edwards, your JJ McCarthy's, your Junior Colson's, your Will Johnson's, etc. Like you need those types of guys. This cycle uh, in 2023, Michigan landed zero top 100 guys. Uh, I believe only two top 150 guys. So, you know, that's extremely disappointing considering the on-field success that needs to change drastically in 2024. I think it will. I think the uh, it, again, if the NIL plan gets rolling, the sky is the limit for Michigan recruiting. Any final thoughts on Jim Harbaugh's return and recruiting, Zach? No, I think it's just positivity across the board from recruits and prospects that you and I have both spoken to. Like, I think everyone is still just relieved. Like you said, like there's no more speculation. We can now move forward with a plan in place, starting early, as opposed to last year where we pretty much had to restart after February and then, you know, uh, work out the kinks from there. So um, all in all, this was the perfect timing. And, you know, I think Santa Ono and re reality showed how good of a present he could be. So uh, this was a good day for Michigan. This was a good week for Michigan. Yeah, cannot uh, say that enough. What a terrific job uh, by Santa Ono having a university president that invests so much in athletics, especially the football program. He made all the difference uh, in, in this saga and putting it to bed early. Before we move on to our next topic, which is still going to be Jim Harbaugh related, I want to remind you guys that uh, this is our Tuesday show. I see a question over on the sidebar, we are not answering questions today unless you have a super chat. If you come in with a super chat, you hit that donate button, you will get your question answered. I will have my Wednesday live show tomorrow, so make sure to get back to the Wolverine YouTube channel 
and uh, and join me and I'll answer all of your questions. But today we are doing the structured podcast with uh, our magnificent uh, co-host here, Zach Libby. Uh, so if you want a question answered, you do have to hit Super Chat. Tonight is Super Chat only. All right, let's go ahead and move over to our next topic. And that's going to be Jim Harbaugh and the staff hitting the recruiting trail today. Like I said, Monday was uh, MLK day. So schools were off. Students weren't in class this time or, or today. Obviously, Michigan hit the recruiting trail. Students were back in classes. Top recruits were available to uh, get offered and be seen by college coaches across the country. And obviously, Michigan hit the road. Uh, Jim Harbaugh going out to the Pacific Northwest to the great state of Washington, where he saw four star 2024 Michigan tight end commit Hogan Hansen. He was joined by Michigan's tight ends coach Grant Newsom, who also made some other stops uh, around the state of Washington as well. But Zach, you actually had a story up on the Wolverine, which is completely free. So anybody can go check it out. You don't have to be a subscriber. But like I said, if you want to subscribe, $29.99 until August 31st of 2023. Uh, but Zach, you had a story today. You caught up with uh, some assistant coaches out at Bellevue High School, home of Hogan Hansen. Uh, to talk a little bit about Jim Harbaugh going there. And, and you saw the viral uh, clip of him, you know, doing some workouts there, uh, carrying some weights across the uh, indoor field that they have at Bellevue. Uh, just talk a little bit about the buzz coming out of uh, Bellevue High School and what their staff and Hogan Hansen uh, kind of were excited about uh, as, as far as Jim Harbaugh's visit. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think the community of Bellevue, um, even regardless of whether or not this last three weeks happened or not with Harbaugh, I mean, his presence in the school would have generated positivity. Um, it's just a matter of the fact that they were the first ones that Harbaugh saw less than 24 hours since Santa Ono published his tweet. Um, yeah, so we talked to uh, uh, his recruiting coordinator, Hogan Hansen's recruiting coordinator. Um, he was following around Harbaugh. He was the one who took the video of Harbaugh, you know, doing the fireman carries with the with the plates in the weight room. Um, it, it was basically, you know, it felt like nothing. It felt like everything that happened with Harbaugh that people saw on Twitter, saw on television, it was like that never happened. Like Harbaugh never felt, never brought out a personality to where, you know, there was just, it was just business as usual for him. He went on this recruiting visit. He did his trademark lifting weights in the weight room. And he just wanted to show that his, you know, future offensive playmaker in Hanson is of utmost importance. Um, you know, obviously we've talked about Hogan Hanson in the past. He comes from Fourth sports performance an organization that we Michigan fans should know very well, considering that they last had Col Colson Loveland in the organization and now with Hogan. So there's a good connection there, but yeah, no, it's the, the general consensus around Harbaugh with everyone at Bellevue in particular is just, he's an honest guy. He's straightforward. He speaks from the heart. Um, how he goes about his life is, is beers, how Hogan Hansen would, um, you know, doesn't care about the spotlight, cares about his own business, um, is, isn't one to care about retweets and likes. Um, you know, I think for them as community leaders, just to see that the head coach of Michigan right after announcing that he was going to uh, return to the school was showing that much uh, priority 
to someone who's still a junior and is still as a year away from signing. Um, I think it's just great for, I think it was just an example of what people think about Harbaugh on a countrywide scale. Like this, he's the face of a program that carries a lot of weight. Obviously Washington is over 2000 miles away from uh, Ann Arbor. So um, people care about the block M, they care about the school, they care about the education, they care about winning, but they also care that the coach who is the face of that program is a Michigan man. And that's what the guy who we talked about, who we talked with for the article mentioned a numerous times. So all in all, it was just a good representation of what um, Michigan could do on the recruiting trail and what Harbaugh individually can bring and provide for his program on recruiting. So all in all, I think as long as Harbaugh continues staying on the on, on the road this month, I think we'll get more positivity and more reactions like that. And, you know, I think just getting for him to just step out of Ann Arbor and did continue doing his job like nothing happened yesterday. Um, it just shows that he's really committed to preparing for another college football playoff return and another Big Ten title. Yeah, and I think uh, when, when you look at schedule wise, I think Harbaugh is going to make it across the country. You still have two weeks left here during the contact period. So he's going to see all the big time 2024s, including Jaden Davis, who people are talking about in the chat. He'll head to Charlotte at some point in the next couple of weeks, probably closer to when he sees uh, Nicholas Harbor, that in-home visit likely to take place at some point later next week. Um, right now being out West, it wouldn't be surprising to see him make his way down to California to see Cameron Brandt, who's a big remaining target in the 2023 class, currently committed to Stanford, uh, four-star defensive lineman who Michigan's recruiting as an edge to replace Collins and Champong, who obviously flipped to Mich flipped from Michigan late in the cycle to Miami. I put in a prediction for Michigan to get that done. Brandt is coming in for an official visit this weekend. So that's one to monitor out West. But aside from, you know, just Jim Harbaugh visiting the Pacific Northwest, Michigan doing a really, really nice job out there in general. Zach talked about Ford Sports Performance. If you aren't familiar with what Ford Sports Performance is, it's an elite training center out in the Seattle area, actually in Bellevue. Uh, I've been out to the facility before, great people, great facility. They produce a lot of high-end talent. They train the very best out in the Pacific Northwest, including, like Zach mentioned, Colston Loveland, who is out of Idaho. Uh, and so Michigan building great connections there. Albert Karsnia, Michigan's recruiting director, has a nice tie uh, to one of the Ford Sports Performance trainers, Marcus Griffin. So that's kind of helped Michigan get in the door. Uh, you've had Jim Harbaugh go out there for a satellite camp in the past, and, and I believe he's been to the Pacific Northwest every year. Um, and you've had Grant Newsom go out there. You've had Jay Harbaugh go out there. You've had uh, Sharon Moore go out there. So they are investing in the Pacific Northwest, obviously landing uh, Colston Loveland, now landing Hogan Hansen. I think there's opportunity there. I think, you know, even though you have Washington, even though you have Oregon, I still feel like those kids are willing to leave. And talking to, to kids from the Pacific Northwest, talking to the coaches involved with Ford Sports Performance, they just say there's kind of a little bit of a Seattle-type feel to Ann Arbor. And so they really like the vibe that whole group came out for a visit. Um, 
a couple years ago and Hanson made his way to Michigan in the spring before he committed. Um, so yeah, I, I think they're doing terrific work in the Pacific Northwest and they see um, opportunity there for sure. The one coach I want to highlight from, you know, talking about Michigan coaches hitting the recruiting trail today is Mike Hart. And everybody knows that uh, I have been Mike Hart's biggest critic so far. Uh, I want to see Mike Hart uh, embrace recruiting. I want to see him land a highly touted back that other programs want as well. And uh, today was the first day that I really, uh, just from looking at social media stuff, from talking to guys down in Texas, that I really felt my card attack the recruiting trail uh, with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. And that was terrific to see. I'm super excited about that. Look, I don't want to be a bad guy. I don't want to rag on anybody. I don't, especially don't want to rag on a Michigan legend like Mike Hart. I have to do my job, obviously, but I want Mike Hart to excel. I want him to embrace recruiting. I want him to land top level backs. He's Mike Hart. He's a Michigan legend. Michigan should be a destination school for top flight running backs. Uh, Hart has kind of settled uh, with early three-star type backs in, in the process during his time here. Uh, now he's going after some, some bigger kids. He's going after Taylor Tatum, who we saw today. And I'll talk about here in a second. Uh, Michigan hosted another top 100 running back over the weekend in Jordan Marshall, who Zach had a great update on coming out of his visit. Uh, but guys like that Michigan needs, especially with, you know, Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum departing soon. Uh, you need more uh, more of those types of backs in the running back room, which Michigan doesn't necessarily have right now. So it's imperative for Mike Hart to really get going on the recruiting trail, not just with running backs. The status that Mike Hart has as a former Michigan great, as one of the best position coaches in the country, he should be able to help land top kids across the board. I mean, he's he's Mr. Michigan. He's a Michigan man. He should be helping with other position groups as well. If Mike Hart takes as much pride in coaching as, as he does. I mean, it takes as much pride in recruiting as he does in his on the field coaching. I think you're looking at one of the best overall assistants in the entire country. So it was great to see Mike Hart take that step forward and really be enthusiastic, sending out offers, making a ton of stops, going down to Texas right away and seeing a top 100 prospect in Taylor Tatum. Uh, so, you know, great job by Mike Hart. I can't say enough great things about uh, today's efforts, and hopefully that'll continue. Uh, and that's a trend for this entire recruiting cycle. But Taylor Tatum is the guy he saw today, one of my favorite prospects in the 2024 recruiting class, ranked as the number two overall running back in the 24 class out of Longview, Texas, uh, down in East Texas, which is a great hotbed for talent. Um, Tatum is a high-level football recruit, obviously. He's also a high-level baseball recruit. He is set to make his first ever visit to Michigan on January 28th. I broke that news last night. So again, another reason to subscribe to the Wolverine.com. We have you covered on all the uh, visitor news coming up for the next few weekends. But uh, I think Tatum is that top back and uh, he's notched offers from Alabama and Ohio state and a few others this week. He has a ton of big time offers that were already under his belt, but he really likes uh, Michigan's baseball staff. He's starting to form a nice connection with Mike Hart. It's clear that Hart is making him a priority by going down to see him in Texas today. Um, 
and I, I'm really interested to see what he thinks about Michigan coming out of his visit later in the month. Now, I do think right now Marshall is probably the more realistic land. He's visited Michigan three times now. He's closer uh, being an Ohio kid, but I think Tatum is a bit of a better prospect. And I, I do think that Michigan has a legitimate chance here. I think with the baseball aspect and with the fact that he uh, is very open right now, no true leader in his recruitment told me that distance won't really matter. Um, and he just seems kind of like a Michigan type of kid when you talk to him as well. I think Michigan's going to be a true contender here. The fact that he's paying his own dime all the way from Longview, which isn't necessarily super close to Houston and not all that close to Dallas either, uh, having to find uh, a an airport that gets you to Ann Arbor or that gets you to Detroit uh, to get to Ann Arbor can be a difficult task, especially with flight prices the way they are right now. Uh, so I think it's huge that Tatum's making his way to Michigan on January 28th. And obviously huge that Hart was out seeing him today. Uh, before we move on to our next topic, uh, Zach, do you quickly want to touch on Steve Klinkscale heading down to Ohio, which has become your second home? I've been on there so many times. It's insane. But I mean, a little bit on Hart before I go into Clink. Like, you know, Hart could be considered to be among those consistents who could be among, like, you know, Brian Hartline or Vince Marrow, who could mimic his on field development with recruiting if he goes about, if he embraces, you know, that part of the job. And I think we're starting to see a little bit of what he can do based on what his, you know, what he did today with his Texas trip and getting Taylor up and getting Marshall up last weekend for the visit. So I think there's a lot of confidence or trending confidence in what Hart can do as a recruiter. But with Steve Klinksdale, yes, Klink has remained in the state of Ohio um, recruiting setting up relationships in all parts of the country. I mean, in all parts of the state. Um, that includes Cincinnati. That includes Cleveland. That includes Youngstown. That includes Columbus. Um, today, he came to, he went to go see 2025 top 100 quarterback Ryan Montgomery. And as we know, he's one of the three quarterback targets of that class. Um, last week, he was in Cincinnati and offered multiple, several Cincinnati up-and-comers. Um, in the inner city and in the suburbs, um, the the resounding opinion of Cincinnati kids of Michigan is that it's an opportunity um, to play, um, you know, for a school that's uh, that's rivals against the other school that's I don't know 100 miles away from each other. Um, I think in Youngstown, especially where he grew up and where he was born and raised, um, the connections that you know families of recruits that have with the Clinksdales, it goes a long way. Um, and then in Cleveland, obviously, we saw Bryce West, the top 100 cornerback, make his return visit after coming up for the Michigan State game. And as we know, Bryce, Bryce West is one of the, if not the top cornerback target in 2024. Um, you know, I've I've been a champion and a big, big fan of Clinksdales recruiting prowess. Um, him successfully landing four recruits in 2023, all from Ohio, was a big deal. Um, it might have arguably saved the conversation of heavy critiques of what could have transpired in 2023 had it not been for Clingsdale. Um, I think, you know, him having expanded connections in South Florida, um, Kentucky, Tennessee, um, this, this is, I think he's bound for... He's bound for great things in terms of promotions. I, it would 
be unfortunate for Michigan to see him leave. I would love Michigan to promote him in any way possible or at least keep him. Um, I think as as long as we're talking about Michigan invading Ohio for recruiting, it all starts with Clinksdale. Um, and then I, I just there's so much talent in Ohio. And I know people say it might may not have as much talent as it was in previous years. But Clinksdale knows how to evaluate, monitor, establish relationships and get these kids up on campus as soon as, you know, as soon as possible. Um, and that start, goes all the way from the five stars all the way to the three stars. Um, it starts with Bryce West. It starts with Brian Robinson. It starts with Jordan Marshall. Um, and I think as long as Steve is here, um, we're going to keep talking about how successful Michigan is in competing with Ohio State for kids in their own backyard. So, um, you know, I think I, I consider Clean Sale to be the best recruiter for the 2023 class, and I don't see it being any different for 2024. It looks like we have a super chat from our very own Clayton Safey jumping on board saying, how much can you guys deadlift more than Jim Harbaugh? Uh, I'm not sure I can deadlift more more than Harbaugh. I've kind of taken the last year away from working out. I, I don't remember what my max was in high school. I can tell you that I once was able to bench 275 pounds, and I do not feel like I can do that anymore at all. Uh, but I would feel like uh, Harbaugh has me beat. I don't know if Zach is a, a weight room warrior or not. I squatted 405 once in high school. Deadlift, I, I never did. I No, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how much I would deadlift, but I, I would bet money that Harbaugh would outlift both of us since it, it seems like he's always working out so shout out to our own clayton safety for donating via super chat remember guys i will be back tomorrow with my own recruiting show answering your questions that is the uh wolverine recruiting chat today is just more of a structured podcast i've seen some questions so we're not ignoring you guys we just uh kind of are because you you haven't donated money <laughs> um, but if you do want to super chat us you can we only have a few minutes left in tonight's show so if you want your question answered click that donate button it helps us get on the road travel and see recruits and bring you guys the latest information but let's go ahead and go to our last topic like i said we're kind of running low on time uh, but on three released their updated 2023 rankings it's actually the final update for the 2023 uh recruiting class at michigan finished with five recruits in the on 300 today since we are running low on time zach i want you to give me one takeaway and i'll give mine as well but one takeaway uh from today's final rankings uh over at on3.com uh, Samaj Bridgman being left off the, on the on 300 was sort of a surprise. Um, you and I have both seen him live last fall, and I think we both come away thinking that he is a thumping running back and has the awareness to play in space. Um, I think he's more deserving than just a four-star ranking. I think he is a top 300 player, so that was a surprise. I think Zach said uh, running back, but he, he obviously meant. Did I say I meant linebacker? He does play some running back. He's he. I've seen him bowl people over in game, so he is a a tank and force to be reckoned with. But before I give my final takeaway, it does look like we have a super chat from Francis Garcia, ten dollars super chat. Come on, Hutch, our producer, failing to give him a Ric Flair gift or a siren or something. Come on, man. Um, but Fran there we go. There we go. Get excited. Francis Garcia says, what makes a good recruiting team other than the coaches, a recruiting director, an assistant? Can you explain what they do exactly? 
and what other big time schools do. So I think Michigan takes a really uh, staff uh, approach to recruiting. They don't have as big of a behind the scenes recruiting operation as some of the other big name programs or blue blood programs. Obviously I covered a fellow blue blood program in Texas, which had a monster of an operation uh, in the recruiting department, but maybe not as active of assistance as Michigan does. Michigan really invests in its staff being not just great, great uh, coaches, but great recruiters. You even have an uh, assistant, that has recruiting coordinator as his title in Mike Elston and Elston's kind of all over the country, uh, building relationships at all positions and does a terrific job, uh, recruiting and, and teaching defensive linemen. Uh, but I think, you know, you can look across the board and, uh, you're seeing Mike Hart, I guess, take a little more pride, uh, in recruiting. I think Matt Weiss is kind of the only guy that really doesn't recruit all that much, but, um, everybody else, man, I mean, from uh, Jay Harbaugh to Ron Bellamy to Sharon Moore to Steve Klinkscale uh, to George Hilo, Jesse Minter as defensive coordinator, they all do a great job of not just recruiting their position groups, but recruiting their individual areas. And so, you know, just to kind of give you a quick uh, synopsis, and I'm not really going to go in depth, but, you know, these guys do have areas uh, like Steve Klinkscale has Ohio, which we just uh, talked about, you know, Jesse Minter was actually in Georgia today. We didn't really get to talk about that, but he's doing a terrific job, uh, down in the Southeast. Uh, Grant Newsom is building bridges in the, in the Northeast. Uh, George Hilo has always done a really good job at all his stops recruiting, uh, North Florida and central Florida. So, uh, these guys recruit their position groups. They recruit their areas. And then you do have, uh, a smaller, recruiting department uh that does a lot of uh maybe grunt works a bad way to put it but they they do do a lot of film breakdowns a lot of uh evaluations um a lot of uh getting in contact with underclassmen making sure that guys get invited to campus and then you have the on-campus recruiting uh, staff, which is led by Christina DeRuiter. And I think that's the best part of the recruiting department right now. Christina does a fantastic job uh, with visits and visitors, making families and recruits feel at home. So um, that's kind of just a, a quick rundown. I mean, like I said, all others are not every school is going to be the same. Some schools have uh, head coaches that are involved every single day. Um, I'm not sure Harbaugh is involved every single day, uh, but he does do a, a really good job as a recruiter, as a head coach. I still think he's Michigan's best closer, even though he's not taking his shirt off and climbing trees. I, I still feel like he's the guy that closes these recruitments. Um, you have like I said, schools that have really large recruiting departments. Um, you have schools that have coaches that can't really coach all that well, but that recruit amazing. So I think every school is a little different. I mean, Zach, do you have any quick thoughts on, on Michigan and their recruiting approach overall? I mean, I've only covered the Michigan, like this is my first and only beat. So based on what, and you're just going a little bit off of you, like I think the on-campus recruiting team deserves so much credit. I mean, you've mentioned Christina and her assistants, like recruits will, who will visit mention Christina all the time in terms of just how personal she is with everyone. Um, I think, like you said, making them feel like 
they can find a second home and Ann Arbor is crucial, even if it doesn't go about going about the X's and O's or film, like just showing them the opportunities that they can give, you know, or get when they're in Ann Arbor is, is, it's undeniably important. So I think as long as Christina is there, I think she is undeniably um, such an asset to this team that I think her, her efforts um, should not go unnoticed. Definitely. Uh, well, we appreciate it, Francis Garcia. Hopefully that gave a, a decent answer to your question. And uh, we are out of time, so I'll give my quick uh, rankings takeaway. Evan Link was the biggest riser today, moving up 10 spots uh, to number 124 nationally. I think he is going to be an absolute stud along the offensive line. I think on three has it right. A lot of the other recruiting services really undervalue Evan Link, uh, but he's one of my favorite prospects in the class. I would grade him second behind Jair Hill. Um, but I think Sharon Moore did a fantastic job of landing Link, who's a true tackle prospect, terrific technique and pass pro, a road grader when run blocking, plays great competition at the high school level, has been really well coached. And you see his rankings comparison. Nobody else has him in, in the top 300 or anything except for on three. But I loved my in-person eval of Evan Link. Uh, like I said, I think he's going to be a stud for Sherrod Moore. And what a great win, one of the best of the 2023 recruiting cycle. Nobody really thought Michigan uh, was in a position to win that battle. A lot of people expected it to be Penn State or Stanford, and Moore kind of came out of nowhere and sealed the deal in the summer. So that was my biggest takeaway. You can uh, get more of my takeaways on the rankings over at thewolverine.com, as well as other great recruiting information, all for just $29.99 until August 31st of 2023. Appreciate you guys for joining us tonight. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. If you did like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is completely free.